0: To levels, I am Cassandra Cusano, your girl, the Sports Nista, uh, saying hello on a Thursday. We have a guest, but also where I call? waiting. Where um, did, Ralph? Did, did Ralph pop up? I'm did here. Anybody? Sorry. <laughs> What's up, everybody?
1: I'm, I'm <laughs> from the
2: Mean Streets of Miami, I'm I'm, I'm in this crazy, and I apologize, uh, Cece. You know, I, I hate to let you down, but I'm on a road right now. We're in uh, Miami trying to navigate to where I'm, 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 I can speak and be cool and have questions. But I'm glad to be with you guys. Uh, glad to be out here in Miami working a show on Saturday. And I'm just uh, loving it out here. So hope everybody's doing well back there.
0: Yeah, I keep saying that. Cool. Miami, to me, is really Vegas by the beach. Uh, so.
2: <laughs> oh, Miami, yeah. It's wild out here. It's wild.
0: My it's first human. 24
2: hours, I, I did everything. I went to a casino. I went to a salsa night in old uh, Little Havana unbelievable i I really recommend you gotta check that out um but but i was still masking up still keeping uh socially distant even though i already had the rona but i still try to protect everybody else you know so it's all good
0: we definitely appreciate you want you to come back with your lungs intact (laughs) so oh yeah oh uh, yeah don't bring no rona back (laughs) um speaking of intact we have um a rising star in boxing i believe he's 24 years old and that is the nabf featherweight champion mr adam lopez let's go ahead and bring him out out. adam to the screen there you are hey can you hear us adam you get
1: yeah how's it going guys how you guys doing
0: We're great, but you're coming off of um, an impressive and well earned win over Jason Sanchez in in the bubble. And I say well earned is because you really kind of had to shift, I think, techniques or tactics throughout that fight. You know, people describe you as being rugged, but what we saw uh, in that last fight is that your boxing is really improving. Can you talk to us about kind of like how that fight unfolded for you?
1: um yeah the fight um i started off a little shaky um i don't know if it was ring rust i haven't been in the ring since last year in june uh or if it was me just putting the pressure on myself you know i really wanted the knockout and i was kind of forcing my attack on him and it just wasn't really working out i kind of just felt weird in the first few rounds and um once my coach uh got me back to the game plan and got me to relax a little bit it uh it all came natural and um I mean, I got the ability to box. I got the ability to brawl. I I do what's necessary to win the fight. Whatever I got to do, I'll figure out what I got to do, and I'll get the job done.
0: You mentioned your coach, uh, your coach, of course, by Buddy McGurton. Buddy was so calm um, throughout the fight. That's the one thing that um, we can see in the bubbles. We really can hear and see what's going on in the corners. Um, Was that resonating with you, kind of how calm he was?
1: He was calm, but uh, he was he was also a little uh, frustrated well, with how that. I was looking in the beginning. I could hear it in his voice, and uh, you know he doesn't have to yell or do anything like that. I could just hear it. He's also he's also very calm just in the gym, but when when he's mad and now nah, I wouldn't say mad, but just knowing that I could do a lot better than how I was doing, he gets very frustrated, and uh, I could hear it in his voice, and it just kind of gets me alert and uh, urges me to to sharpen up. And that's what happened.
2: Adam, I've, I've had a chance to announce you at the Celebrity Theater in Phoenix. I've known you since you started, man. Uh, you were running around there. Does it make you guys any more uncalm or anxious when you're in this bubble? I know you've already kind of gotten used to it, but, I mean, you had a lot of your fights where you didn't have to worry about this pandemic. Does it change the way you, you train uh the week before the fight and does it train the way you prepare before the fight usually if you're fighting an mgm Grand, you get to walk around the casino shake your legs off a little bit get uneasy now you're like dude i can't even leave my room i got an hour for the gym they have loosened up a little bit but it's still to where you have to be in your room how do you handle that man
1: yeah you know they they have loosened up a little bit but you know they're still very tight on on everything can't go in and out you got yeah like you said you sit on that floor where everyone else is on so you're running into all the fighters all the coaches everybody running into everybody you're all on the same floor um they're telling you what you can and can't do when you can go eat when you can go work out um you gotta just mentally prepare for it you know just be mentally prepared that you're you're stuck you can't really do much you gotta just stay off your feet but uh luckily this Time around, I was only in there for about. I got there two days before the fight, and my my fight last year in June, I was there for uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I was there for like four days before my fight. Mm-hmm. So this time around, it was a lot easier. I, I know I didn't have to s- be stuck there. I just went in there and weighed in, fought, and left. Basically, the last time I was kind of stuck there, you know, kind of just stuck. I couldn't do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Did you bring? Uh, Nah, I brought a couple books, a little notebook to write down some stuff. and Yeah, just, I mean, the TV, I had my laptop if I needed it, and uh, that was it. This time around, I didn't really need much. Uh, like I said, I was only there for about two days. Now, before before I
2: started working with uh, with CC, I actually was at the Cosmo uh, for your Valdez fight, and I was actually in one corner, and CC was in another corner. We didn't even really know each other then. And I was bragging to everybody because I got in. I was like, yo. I was like, I already announced this kid. i seen this kid, this kid. That, that nickname serves him right. He got butt." I said, you watch. I said, this kid is going to give this dude hell. And everybody's like, ah, you don't know this kid. I said, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. And CeCe and I were talking about that because, dude, like, that and – I, and I tell everybody, even though the outcome was not what you wanted, that changed your life, man, because now everybody's like, yo – this dude is for real because people thought you were for real and people were hearing about you, but now they got to see you in action like that. And the fact that you are willing to go to war like that with anybody they put in front of you had to have all of a sudden put you on notice to everybody. Man.
1: Yeah, man, that fight definitely changed my life. Uh, I was at rock bottom before that, like, before that fight, not so many people knew this, but um, I was dealing with management issues. Uh, I was almost homeless. You know, he stopped in my rent. I had to move back into my mom's house. I I stacked all my boxes up. And um, uh, it was just a weird situation in in my boxing career. My my former manager at the time uh, just let me go. He just kind of turned around and said, yeah, I can't manage you no more. And uh, he was my backbone. He was financially supporting me. And uh, after that, after he stepped away, I had no more money. Uh, I was about a month out from my fight, and I was struggling trying to find a manager. I uh, luckily spoke to Sheer Sports Management, Ken, Rachel, and Lyle. They took me under their wing. They gave me money to, to go to training camp. I jumped on the plane, trained for three weeks, and that fight right there changed my life. and set me up. Uh, you know, I was, I was basically homeless, and after that, I came back home. I didn't have a car. I didn't have a place to stay, but I had money in my pocket, and I, I got an apartment. I got a car. And uh, it, it just changed my life, man. I'm back on my feet. Uh, I'm in a great position in boxing. I got a great manager, a great promoter, and that fight right there just turned it all around for me. You know, I was on the 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 break of just going to go get a job and try to figure life out. You know, I was like, man, I, this is the boxing stuff? I'm a box, but I'm gonna keep. I, I gotta go find a job. I can't. I can't live like this. I can't be broke. I gotta. I gotta eat. You know, and uh, I just bit down and I just went through the storm and came out on top.
0: Uh, you mentioned you changed management. Um, Rachel Charles is known as somebody, if she's got your back, like she's got your back uh, for real. Oh, yeah. Um, you've been through kind of the worst of it in terms of uh, management, and now you've seen a very professional style. A lot of fighters don't get to see that. They don't get that kind of education. What's something that you learned that you hope you don't ever have to repeat again?
1: You know, you got to uh, just really weigh out your options um, a managers can paint a picture for you. You know, they can really paint a picture for you and make it seem like they could do this, they could do that, and you know, they might have a lot of money in their pocket and this and that. But their 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 main concern is kind of just keeping you down and controlling your life. um You know, a lot of these managers they don't want to see you succeed. They don't want to see you make it. They want to they want to be the reason you made it. You know, they want they have a big ego and they want to control everything. But with Sheer Sports, you know, they, they got like a really uh, tight-knit family. You know, Rachel, she got your back no matter what. Um, and they, they they give you, you know, real-life advice. They want to see you grow as a person, not just in boxing. They want to see you make it and, uh, you know, one day be successful and have your own money, you know. They don't want you to just rely on them forever. They want you to, to figure life out uh, outside of boxing. You know, boxing's so long, but you got to figure out how to pay your own bill and Handle, handle what you gotta handle and they, they let you know right before they sign you.
2: Uh Adam, I have I have a question for you that uh only because I, I've I've been like I said, I've known you since you started. I, I know the struggle with the management because I, I knew your former manager. But Buddy McGirt, um, and I always ask fighters because your style is very unique in that you're you gonna go to war and has he enhanced that style? Does he kind of try to hone you in? Or does he basically say, you know what, I see what you can do, I'm a let uh and I'm what uh with you make up a with this training words wise and the way he ended all the spiders in, um, that's another reason, too, that he, he's a good trainer. So how does how does he affect you in a positive way?
1: Uh, buddy, he's seen me come up at, since the amateurs. I met him when I was very young. I was about 16, 17, before I even turned pro. Uh, actually, I was—I think I was about 18 or 19. He saw me before I turned pro, and he saw how I would fight. And, yeah, he saw I like to scrap. I like to fight. and I didn't have too many technical fundamentals. Um, I just had natural talent. And um, from what he has started with me was just teach me the fundamentals. You know, um, he sees my natural ability, but he wants to make sure I'm safe along the way. And he, he showed me how to not fight the whole time, but pick my spots, you know, learn how to control a fight. And when you see the guy kind of slowing down, pick it up and use your natural ability, but use it in a smart way. He taught me how to think a little bit more, there, you know? not just react and fight on natural talent. Use your use your mind and, and set up your attack and um just you know be be a uh, uh, all well rounded fighter not just a, not just a brawler. Well, we can see
2: the difference, oh, man, right. and I'll tell you. Yeah.
1: Go ahead.
0: Go ahead,
2: Ralph. No, so I was just that was I on my next guys. question. <laughs> we like, I'm trying <laughs>
0: to it's a little funny because. Like, Rob, usually, like, I could see, you know, like, the thought wheel going.
2: And so I'm going to let you finish, Rob. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I just I – just to finish that off, like, even though you have a legend in your corner, that was my next question, CC, is, like, okay, who do you, who do you watch besides – you know the the words coming out of Buddy mouth, like who who do you who's your hero like your your style is very unique it's a latino friendly style because that's a <laughs> the, the, the the latino fans love the way you fight and that's why they've drawn to you but who do you watch and say man that that's my guy right there that's my hero that that's that's who I would want to be like or that's how I want my style to be like like who who do you, who's your hero who do you mimic who is your style who do you look up to uh
1: I mean, to be honest, I I don't really mimic nobody. Um, I mean, when I was younger, I used to try to fight like my dad a lot. I would watch his fights almost every day and just try to study how he would fight. But he had his his own... He was very... and and wiry, and he he had a friendly style as well. And I think i get a... uh, I don't know. I don't really try to mimic nobody at this point. Um, I
0: I take side code from. Uh... And sometimes the stream work with us, and sometimes the stream work against us. Today the stream want to play funny sides. Uh, we'll get Adam back in just a second. So we're talking with Adam Blue Nose Lopez. Uh, Blue Nose like the the pit, right? Payball, and uh, Adam is coming off an impressive win in the bubble i think we got you back adam is he frozen i don't think he's frozen um adam you might have to leave the stream and come back
1: all Oh uh, uh, no! I. I, I, I
0: it, 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 uh, you hear me it's like put the needle on the record it's coming back yes there you are <laughs>
1: all right you
0: mentioned your father you come from a boxing family um, t- um how did your father get involved in boxing and then also your brother is a boxer or was a boxer, correct?
1: My brother, my brother used to fight. He, he's now retired. Um, yeah, my dad, he, he came to boxing since he was young. Um, he, him and his four brothers, they kind of raised themselves and boxing was an outlet for them. You know, they were young kids from Mexico and when they came to LA, um, boxing really helped them just kind of grow up and uh boxing my dad took boxing all the way you know he took it very serious he went to the 84 olympics and got a silver medal he turned pro he he had a great professional career so boxing alone as as a kid was always a part of my life um for, for a short amount of time and eventually my mom my, my dad had split up and my mom raised me more than my dad and um she kind of kept me away from boxing she didn't really want me to box she saw the struggles that my dad had, had gone through and uh, how tough of a sport and a business it is and she didn't want that for neither one of us so she kept us away from it so i didn't really get to see boxing too much as a kid just until i started growing up and being able to speak up for myself i was about 10 years old i started uh finding a gym that i could a local gym that i could attend and i started training over there on my own and i let my mom know is what i want to start doing and i, I, I started taking it serious
0: yeah, I know that you want to stay busy, but what do you do when you're not boxing? What are your, what are your business interests?
1: Well, it's funny. is I'm in the gym right now. Actually, uh, I train fighters. I got a couple of amateurs that I train. Uh, okay. I got a, you know, I stay busy in here. I train people. Uh, it's something I love doing. Um, besides being in the gym, I, I got two dogs at home. I got two big dogs that uh, they keep me busy.
0: Do you have um, a blue nose? I'm-
1: no, I don't have nose. <laughs> I have a German Shepherd and a Belgian Malinois. Um, two oh, great dogs, you. you know. They're they're. I got a I got a puppy. She's she's seven months, and then my German Shepherd is two years old.
0: Um, so you are just ah. you just a gym rat. Um, <laughs> that's for certain. Hey, I don't know if you caught that route, but he's in the gym right now. He don't leave the gym, yeah. I know. I time think, time? Yeah. I believe me.
2: Buddies, buddies told us stories about how this kid don't leave the gym, and I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, German Shepherds, uh, and I know how, <laughs> I, and i tell you something about Adam when I first met him in Phoenix. Uh, I could tell that he wasn't one of these kids that uh doesn't appreciate what's around him, right? Even though there was some things back. When he first started management-wise, it was a little tough for him. He never I never saw the disrespect uh, from him, and I always saw the good out of him. That's why uh, I'm not surprised he has a German Shepherd, because German Shepherds are dogs that take care of their families. They're real close-knit to you, and they're personal dogs. They're not just like show dogs. If you have a German Shepherd in your household, that means you care about people around you, and and the dog actually has become a part of the family, and that's what Adam's about. That's why I know... Regardless of what happens in the future, he's going to be a stable in any promotion or any management and for the fans because uh, we need people like that in the sport. Uh, I tell C.C. over and over again, I wish that there were more fighters like you because uh, it really brings a different kind of mentality, not only for the adults, but for the kids. You know, us as working in the industry, we're fans first. And I tell you, I, I was sitting in the front row in the Cosmo. I was in your corner, man. I was right there in your corner. I could hear. I could hear everything they were telling you. And I'm like, man, dude, like, this is the stage for him. And look, you've never left it, man. So, uh, I'm sorry. I've been having streaming problems, and I really I pulled over in downtown Miami, so I could tell you this that uh, we're very proud of you. <laughs> we are. Uh, we're we're very proud of what you're doing. We're very proud of the product that you put out. I don't even care about the boxing, dude. The representation and the way you carry yourself shows a lot about your character and what you've had to have come through. There's two roads that and there's two roads you could take when the four comes. You could take the road where you say, Oh, well, I had a messed up beginning. My manager was this and that and and you don't know what I went through, you know, as a kid. And then you could take the other road where there's no excuses and you just keep going, man, and you just keep going and going. And people get on your back and you carry and they just love you bro and I think that's the road you've taken and we just want you to continue doing what you're doing man and just show out and I promise you good things are gonna happen to you and I'm, I'm very blessed to be able to work with you on shows in Venus when you were younger cause I knew cause you already had those F4 trunks already you were already rocking those $8,000 trunks man I was like this kid already got F4 studio trunks already and he's fighting the celebrity oh he's gonna make it and we're just very proud of you man and, and we want you just to continue and just know that if you, you know the stuff that you go through, the training, sometimes I know you guys feel like you're by yourself, that no one no one sees all the hard work. Brother, we do. We do, and that's why we have to have you on. That's why CC's like, we got to get them on. And I said, absolutely, we got to get them on because we appreciate guys like you that carry the sport in the right way. Don't do no negative bullshit. You just show up. You work hard, and you just make everyone happy to watch you. And uh, look at what's happening. You're on ESPN. Everybody goes crazy, bro. And that's just the way it's going to be from now on. <laughs> and we thank you. Man. We thank you very much. So that'll
0: be my end. I'll go thank ahead you, and man. mute my mic. That.
2: But uh, from, from, from me to you, we appreciate you. And we look forward to watching you fight again, man. Thank you.
0: Well, Top Rank loves you. Thank um, you, man. I appreciate it. You've been a real star for Top Rank. And so how busy will they have you for the remainder of the year um, when you looking to get back? And, like, who are you looking to um, fight next?
1: Um, you know, name wise, uh, anybody really, uh, I'll take anybody right now. Uh, I'm not, I don't think I'm ranked yet in the top 10 or the top 15. So, um, I know I need to, I need to fight someone to get ranked. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, at the end of the year, my goal is to fight for, uh, the WBO title. I want to fight Navarrete. I think that'd be a great fight. For oh my boxing. God, our styles yeah. match up perfectly. <laughs> I think our styles match up perfectly, and I would love to get that fight. Um, I want a world title this year, whether it's him or whoever else I gotta fight um, to fight next. I, I I'm open for anything, you know. I want to fight in the next couple months. I want to stay busy this year. I want. I mean, I'm in the gym already. I'm 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 staying ready. So if they give me a fight in a month or two, I, I'd love to take it. Um, this year, I really want to just keep 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 my foot on the pedal and keep moving forward and just keep keep getting these wins up.
0: Now of course I gotta ask you about um Oscar Valdez versus Burchelt. Uh, of course you fought uh, Valdez. And uh, you know what? One thing that also stands out is Rachel was bugging during that fight. <laughs> was I actually thought that I was your mom. She was just baby, you got it,
2: baby, you got it. Baby. <laughs> like,
0: it was like uh, so emotionally invested. But um you've been in the ring with with Oscar. Have you been smart Bart Burchelt at all? of you um been around him at all would you think no, of that I've never that comes never um,
1: of that? I think Bert- Bertelt's very big and very strong uh he's a very tough 30 pounder uh Valdez you know he's kind of a small 26 pounder um it's it's a tough fight for Valdez I think Bertelt has the upper hand size-wise and power-wise I mean I felt like I was able to kind of muscle Oscar around and I'm not the strongest featherweight and now he's going up to 130 and finding the, the strongest 30-pounder, so I think he's got the cards stacked against him. I'm leaning more towards Burchell, but, you know, it's boxing, and Valdez is a warrior. Um, we're going to see what he got left in his tank. He's been in a lot of wars, but, you know, we're going to see what he got left, and if he got something left for Burchell, he might he might shock some people.
0: Are you surprised he went up to 30?
1: Um, A little bit, but, you know, it was about time. He was at 26 for a while. Um... And, you know, it was about time. He, he was going to have to move up and, you know, make some noise. There wasn't really any big names down there at 26. So it was the best best business move for him.
0: Fantastic. So um, with that, we were going to say thank you to Mr. Adam Blue Nose Lopez. Um, looking to make some noise in the featherweight division. Listen, you got to be about something you don't call out, Navarrete. So, um, we definitely <laughs> keep this man on your radar. Where can people find you on social media? I know you're not too, too active, but uh, where, where can people find
1: you? Uh, on Instagram, you can get me a Blue Nose Lopez. Um, that's that's the main source of social media I really am on. Uh, Blue Nose Lopez as BLU, no, he on the blue. So, Blue Nose Lopez.
0: Fantastic. Hey, well, you go, we'll let you go ahead and get back to work. Uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you sometime down the road uh, as you get ready for your next scrap.
2: Yep. And keep them trunks, keep them them trunks fire. Keep them trunks fire. You gotta look good, you gotta (laughs) fight good. Just keep them trunks on fire, boy. We'll see
1: you, man. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Thank Thank you, 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 man. All right, guys. Later, bro. See you soon, man. Thank you.
0: Listen, Ralph. Soon as he said Navarette, like I want to see that. Uh, yeah, you know what? Like, like I
2: said, man. Like I said, look, the dude is a good kid, man. Like you know, uh, I knew his former manager really well, and you know, and you try not to get involved in that kind of stuff because you you want you want both parties to to succeed in that. You never don't want anything to happen, you know, as far as that's concerned. Sure. When you when you get in bed with somebody like that. But, man, like, the kid is prospering right now. He's doing well. I'm very happy for him. I mean, man, he, he – when you want to talk about Valdez being in wars, I mean, you, you you take a fight like that, and I know damn well it took a year or two years off of off of the fight career of Valdez because that was brutal. You know,
0: like, before, yeah, the kid could Before comes, even that
2: fight, yeah. Yeah, like, you're not going to walk – he's not going to walk in there and you're not going to get away with coming out squeaky clean. You know, if you're going to beat this kid, you're going to have to dig him in the dirt. And and, and he's going to go in there, and he's going to let you know that it's time to shine, baby. And it's, it's, and if in order for you to beat me, you're going to have to put me to where I can't get up anymore. So
0: yep, yep. I,
2: I, look forward, I look forward to it. I look forward to it. I look forward to seeing him fight all the time. He's a good kid, speaks well, very smart, articulate. And I'll tell you, man, uh, he just – if he keeps on working on it and keeps on learning, I think he's going to be a force. He's going to be strap right. season he's
0: for him. He's four years it. old. Um, yeah, you know he ain't even entered his boxing prime yet. No, ma'am. So, in fact, nope. he's managing fighters. Like he's figuring out a whole lot of stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah, he I did. Mean, a lot of people don't even know. Like, the, like I keep bringing up David. But like these fighters are getting smarter and smarter. David Benavidez has two fighters that he's managing as well. The kids are getting smart. They're learning the game. They're learning what's done. They're learning Mm -hmm. what they don't like about how they've been treated. And they go out and try to change it. And that's why I think the sport of boxing in the next five or ten years is going to be back like it was in the 80s because these young kids aren't messing around. They're taking the sport. They're grabbing it by the what? What's our magic word? (laughs) Wavels. And and they're taking no prisoners. That's right.
0: (laughs) You know, um, I saw the press conference today with – Adrian Broner, and um, you know AB saying the right things uh, right now. They, they, he seems yeah. to be on weight. We'll find out if he's on weight. Um, well,
2: did you hear what happened a uh, few hours ago? I think they changed the weight division to 147. They changed the contract <laughs> to 147 instead of 140.
0: Motherfucker! Come on. Yeah,
2: and, and nobody and nobody's talking about it. So. Again,
0: I, I mean, look to talk about it. Do they change? Obviously, <laughs> they changed the contract because of AB, right? Ain't nobody. Yeah, else they changed the contract, contract way. No, if, no. if it wasn't him, like the contract wouldn't be changed. Jada just like taking all old boys' purse and all of that. So he was sitting there. Oh yeah. Listen, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. They changed it to 147. Here's the thing: he already had lost like 30 pounds already in this camp, which is great That's
0: what he for said. AB.
2: It's great for AB. I mean, he don't look drained. I just think that um, oh it's a strategic move that some trainers and some fighters like to do, where they know they're going to come in overweight, I change the thing, that. kick him down his money, and it is what it is. That kid's not going to turn that fight down. He got, he just got asked a month ago to fight. He's you know, he's not a well-known fighter, so yeah, I'm fighting on Showtime yeah. against Adrian Broner, and I'm going to get more money. Where, where do I sign? And that's just the way it's going to happen. So, That's
0: just super, extra crispy foul. I mean, we lost yeah. 30 pounds already. And we've talked about kind of like some impediments that happen once you get into the bubble. But that MGM bubble ain't like that bubble in Texas. They have what they need to yeah. finish cutting weight there. And so, I yeah, think the bubble,
2: the bubble. Yeah. They, yeah. It's, uh, you know, the fighters have already been through this for almost a year especially you already heard the horror stories. Like, you know, people get on David Benavidez. Nobody wants to lose their title on the scale. I don't care who you are. Like, you just, you know, mm-hmm. you just, now Now you should be figuring out what the hell is going on. If you see people are missing weight a year into uh, this pandemic, then you got to come into the bubble already in weight, which means you That's start it. two weeks prior. Instead of your six-week camp, you got an eight-week camp. I mean, David out there in Big Bear, uh, training his ass off because he don't want to look silly no more. Like that, yep. that made him look silly, and he didn't like that. And he's taking care of it. So you should already know. Like, damn, I lost thirty pounds. It's gonna be hard for me to shave off these next seven or eight. We got to change the contract, and that's what happened. So
0: I and just it's just a report just came out like that. an hour ago. Like yeah. I
2: literally just saw this an hour ago. Yeah, so, I'm
0: looking yeah. at like it's kind of trickling in on. Um, yeah twitter but you know he so he missed he missed 140 clearly they changed it to 147 he better make 147 though
2: yeah he'll make 147 but that's that's probably where he's probably being like on the 144 ish 145 i mean to lose five pounds in a day and a half when you've already lost 30 there probably is no more motivation there unfortunately
0: I mean, and here's the other thing is, you know, he got some money issues. He's going to have to go see about that judge again. So he had to take the fight regardless. You know, he had to go in there and, um, and get back to work. But What's next for this dude? Like, you know, as a promoter, you want to keep going through this with him?
2: You know, uh, to, be real, to be real with you, and if it was up to me, hell yes. And let me tell you why. Because the dude, you put a, he gets on Twitter, he gets views. He goes on YouTube. He still has a lot of followers. Like, the dude still brings ratings. So, mm-hmm. yes, I am going to go through with it because it's the A-B the show. Studio. And, call me, and call, me <laughs> contradictive. call me contradictive because we just had Adam on it. I'm like, please, you know, bring more Blue Nose to this sport because we need it. Yeah. But this is a different situation. Yeah. This is like Adrian Broner, the guy who doesn't fight for two years, comes back in and will probably have bigger ratings well, fine, than most of the fights that have already gone on.
0: Why doesn't he just fight? He's Why Like right, just like you know, it's better for his body. And listen, he's gonna be matched up with some dudes who gonna touch him, uh, for certain. But we'll find out, you know, if he, he really wanna keep boxing after you get, you know, with some real. Well, good- if <laughs> that's the case,
2: that's the case. Hopefully, they ain't, ca- they ain't nine people carrying him back like the Maidana fight when they carried him <laughs> back, and then they had the memes like "Who jumped me?" Remember that?
0: Remember those memes? <laughs> You know, all I remember about that fight was how they was, like, dry-humping each other. That, that shit just – I'll, yeah. never, I'll never unsee that, like, grown-ass man. That, that was
2: <laughs> well, That was pretty funny because, you know, AB started it, but donna finished it. Yeah, and that's well, you truth. have
0: to. Like, you're going to have to. Like, now, like, we already in a fight now. We all have to finish this. Hey, thing. I got
2: to tell you, before we leave, man, I got this kid over here in Miami – that I've been sleeping on and I didn't realize it was this kid until at the press conference today. His name, his last name is Islam. His uh, he's a he's from Kazakhstan by way of China. Twenty-seven and old, twenty-one knockouts. The dude is fighting in the co main on their signature punch. John he's like dry humping.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, that's what they did.
2: There's a lot of boxing on on Saturday, man. We're like one of four. Yeah, cards town, where
0: you where are you at? Um, tell people where they can actually watch cards.
2: Um, we're going to be a Signature Punch brand new series. Uh, Miami is – we got Ryan Sangali out here from Ring TV covering this fight. Like, oh, okay. I was over here outside Ryan. like, what are you doing here, bro? He's like, I'm covering Islam. 27-0, uh, 21 knockouts. Uh, dude was like a five-time national champion, bronze Olympian, and the dude was not signed. Like, I don't know how that happened, but uh, my man Nelson uh, – is managing him, and uh, Mr. Lewis over here with Signature Punch uh, has him as a manager as well, co-managing. So, yeah, we over here at the Miami Airport Convention Center, they are allowing uh, 2000 in here. Tickets are already almost gone. SPTV is where you're going to be able to find the fight. These guys got their own apps for mm-hmm. their pay-per-view. They ain't going through nobody else. Like, they're putting big money, and I, I showed up thinking it was going to be kind of chill, but I'm like, damn, you guys got your own apps? Like, they have a worldwide app? and a USA app, like their own app. They don't got to sell no rights to nobody else. Give me the. Which uh, no. Pass
0: me the link. I'll make sure to put it on Level's page.
2: Yeah, yeah. definitely. I will. Uh, once I get all the information tomorrow the to weigh in. And they treat me like a buffer limit. I don't got to do nothing oh. but show up. And now it's like two fights. Your
0: I'm hat? extremely happy about that. You got your hat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got my hat. Yeah, yeah, I got my hat. I'm
2: just, I really enjoying this city. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Uh I'm just it's downtown Miami on a Wednesday and there's thousands of people around here. This city is crazy. But to be honest with you guys, please still mask up because um, it's very important. Uh, my mother sending prayers out to her. She uh, she's battling it right now. And like I said, I've gone through it. It's nothing to sneeze at. Uh, and people are still kind of like, hey, whatever, all over the country, not just here. So please mask up, and uh, it's gonna be a good fight. The twentieth, are gonna be fights all over, man. There's, of course, you got the uh, Burchell fight, which I'm picking Burchell to win. I think he's gonna, uh, I think he's gonna pound Valdez. I think Valdez is too tough for his own good, and what I mean by that is like he's gonna go in there and and he's gonna be hesitant, and then when he f- decides to kind of hold up on his punches, Burchell's gonna make him pay. Um, yeah. Uh, I got. Uh, thank you, John. Uh, we've got. The Broder Circus, which always gets good ratings. Showtime will have good ratings. Uh, and then you have.
0: You know, Dominic Brazil is on the undercard. With, um, he's the co main along with Otto Wileem. Otto was the um, guy who fought Tyson Fury and like split him and out, you know. Yep. Jorge Capicero, yeah, that's a like, tough guy. To like go yeah. for What's his face? So um, Dominic said he's been training in Big Bear. Um, and. You know, he said that Malina's never seen anyone as big and strong as he is, and I'm like, you don't remember that? I don't believe Fury. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, I don't believe a big dude, man. Like they both big. Yeah, bro. Like, bro, like how, how do you not know nine. about that? Not, somebody's not telling you what's going on. Like, hello. Like, you know who you're fighting, right? Like, the dude is tough, man. So, I don't know. I just hope that it's not like a like a, you know, a, a fight to where we get to the end of the rounds and we got like. Nine punches around. I really don't. I I hope that doesn't happen. Um, They they both tend to tire a little bit, um, and I think the one that's in the better shape is the one that's going to end up winning. So we'll see what happens. It's gonna be a tough fight. We
0: fight cards on Saturday. Make sure you check Ralph out. Uh, We got uh, AD now at one (laughs) forty-seven, and Oscar Valdez Burchell. That's actually going to be my fight of the um, of the night in terms of like. The most important one, actually. In the oh, night. yeah, um, absolutely. Night. Yeah, that
2: was going to be important because if somehow Valdez somehow happens to come out of this a victory, he's going to have to pull a Rocky Balboa moment uh, out of the hat. And if it happens, then you know what? And he could. Okay, you yeah. earned it. And he could. But he needs to be smart and just not be welled away. See, Mexican fighters, that we have this, this – well, we, like I'm a fighter uh, – we have this real weird thing about how we don't want to let people down when we're doing mm-hmm. something that's important to us. So, like, if you're willing to take three to land one, your one better be damn good. And if his one is still okay, then he got a shot. If your one has diminished, you're going to take three, land one that feels like a half, take another three, and it ain't going to work out. It ain't going to work gonna out for you, you, So know, we're going to see what guy. happens.
0: I think this is a fight where we're going to see the impact of Reynoso on Oscar Valdez. You know, he has been working with him for previous fights, but now I think they've had enough runway where like Reynoso understands what he has and Oscar has been able to process what Eddie and and Canelo. I think he was in camp. I saw a photo of it was uh, Valdez, Canelo, Ryan Garcia, and maybe one other person. It was like bananas. I think it was was, uh,
2: Reese, uh, Andy Reese in there. They
0: were all oh, yeah, in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
2: they were all in there. Wouldn't they would see it be a fly on the wall in there for a couple hours and see those guys work? That's awesome. Oh, yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. You know, uh, Reynoso has a way of of uh, teaching counter punchers how to maximize their value. Body punching, the left hook to the liver is a signature punch of Canelo. And now he's teaching Anna Reese how to throw that. But see – the problem with Valdez is that he doesn't really fight that way. He just comes after you. And he's just gonna stand there and go brawl with you. So, like, I don't know. It's gonna be a good fight. I will like, be yeah, having can that when you I'm
0: reprogram up. a kid like that, yeah. or you just enhance what he has and let him win with the tools that he has. So we're gonna we're gonna see. I will be in the UFC bubble. Um, they are changing up the bubble uh, a little bit, so I will be out of pocket all day. <laughs> Girl, really? To the fight end. Oh, so, no. Yeah, will be. So I, I actually appreciate it. They've instituted a much stricter um, experience. And so, like, you ain't getting in there, like, testing positive for COVID on no Friday before the fight. Yeah. Like, what was happening in December. Yeah. That's crazy.
2: Well, like I told you, that hotel over there, man, is like. Yep. Yeah. Okay.
0: Right, no, nope, they ain't like that no more. You get in a hotel and you're locked in, you can't go till you get your uh, negative test result back. You ain't going nowhere.
2: Yeah, that, and then here's the thing. Um, uh, I think that uh, it'll help out. And I think that uh, you guys will have a much better experience in there as far as that.
0: So. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So with that, we'll sign off. Uh, let y'all enjoy your pre-Friday. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, CeCe,
2: I, I apologize to the fans, and I apologize to you, like, we, we we don't do the Taco Bell Wi-Fi on the stream anymore, we're above that, we're beyond that, but like, I didn't want to miss this, uh, I don't, I, you know, you're my partner, and I, I did what I could to try to get it in, yeah. sorry for the mishaps here, but uh, we just try to make it happen out here in the world, we try to get Ram and Rob going, we try to help other promoters get going and get noticed. Uh, these guys have put a lot of money behind this event, so it mm-hmm. really means a lot to me to be able to do bigger events and then to come and help the smaller guys. It's what we're here for. Uh, we're not divas, and we just got to do what I Well, you're a diva, but I, I'm, I'm right. not a diva, a diva when it comes right. to these events. Yeah, we're, I'm not a diva when it comes to the events because uh, mm-hmm. I, I've been with the small guys. i see the amount of money that they put out. i see the amount of effort they put out. They don't have a big staff of 200, like a match room, to just pay everybody and go do stuff. But yeah. like you got one person doing 17 things at one time, and it's brutal. And it's a brutal five-week. Yeah. not a, For the fans that don't know, five-week is not enjoyable for the staff. Let me reiterate, five-week is not enjoyable for the staff. You got people yelling at each other. You got people cussing each other out. You got people snitching, uh, telling stories that they weren't supposed to tell. Secrets, beyond <laughs> secrets, And now, like yeah, it becomes a it becomes a big drama show. So uh, I'm happy to be able to help, and uh, I miss you guys there. And uh, I, I think uh, I think it's gonna be a good UFC fight card. It's gonna be a good card. Um,
0: Derek Lewis and
2: that's gonna be good.
0: Curtis Blades at the top oh, of the card. Yeah. And when you see them big boys in that 25 foot cage, is you know, if someone's gonna get sparked out? Like there's there's not get
2: sparked. <laughs> that's right. That's a new word of the day. We got cojones and sparked. That's what we're going to use. Well, now. speaking
0: of wavos, you know, Derek Lewis is known to say some things at his last fight, yeah. uh, two fights ago. The one thing they asked, because he took his shorts off at the end yeah. of the fight, he's just standing there with his drawers on. And, you know, they asked him, like, why well, you take shorts off? Like, he's like, because my balls was hot. So, balls are hot. The um, wavos are hot. <laughs> I hope you stay aerated, you know, like, I don't really need to see you in your
2: drawers. Dude.
0: Right, right. <laughs> you know, stay aerated. I don't know. man. with that, enjoy uh, enjoy the
2: rest of your weekend. Have fun. Uh, make history again. Come on Instagram again. in uh, the top of the search, I'm so proud of you, what you're doing, making history in there, man, kicking ass. And everybody probably starting to hate on you, but you know what? Let them hate you make making history. I'm so proud of you. So
0: I Go do your thing. You, man. We're going to drop you a link into uh, the Levels page so that people know where to watch you and watch carts coming down there in Miami. Yes. I'm your, Cusino, your girl, the sports nista for Ramblin' Ralph Belez. We are two-thirds of Level. Hey, Jeremy Long, uh, we will catch you next week. Keep them babies out the street. Bye.
2: That's right. I'm about to go party. Let's go.